0: The
1: Alien Saga Podcast, with your hosts, Jane Prater and Ryan Seed. Perfect Organism is the only exclusive alien podcast of its kind, with our official discussion group, the Wayland yutani Bulletin. Check it out. Independently targeting particle beam failings, for I have city with this puppy we got tactical smart missiles base plasma pulse rifles rpgs we got sonic electronic ball breakers we got nukes we got knives sharp sticks knock it off Hudson. all right gear up was there an alien on board yes you still don't understand what you're dealing with do you welcome to perfect organism the alien saga podcast this is episode 45 um it's been a little bit since we've recorded an episode, but there's a lot to discuss. Um, so much to talk about. Um, 46, I am, right? 40, 46. Oh, 46. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, I, and I'm staring right at it, too. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so we're happy to be back. I was telling Ryan last night, I said, or this morning, I said I was so excited to get back recording. It has felt like a long time. I don't know why, but it really has. Yeah. So it's been about two oh,
0: weeks. Yeah, uh, a little bit more than two
1: weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, how you been doing, Ryan?
0: I'm great, man. Yeah, I'm just uh, excited with all the the stuff coming out for Covenant, and it's uh, just getting closer and closer, and the excitement's building, and it's uh, it's a great time. It's been it's been awesome, and just seeing the footage and um, the new poster and everything. It's just uh, it it's I'm just so I can't be more excited for this movie. I think it's going to be awesome. I agree. And, really put Alien back on, the series back on the right track. So,
1: yep. um, yeah, yeah I, I'm totally agreements. I mean, it's really exciting to be a fan. There's a lot happening. Uh, I would say that we were kind of talking about for a while how slow the promotion was, like, what's going on? And now yeah. it's like overdrive, and some of it's overkill. Um, mm-hmm. But whatever, it's fine. Um, they're making the push. I know that uh, there was some... Uh, TV spots for Covenant that was that showed during the fi- the season f- finale of uh, The Walking Dead, which is a great place to put it because you know they have huge numbers of people that watch that show. Right. Um, so that that was a really good thing, and I saw most of those clips. The clips have been interesting. Of course, they revealed re- they revealed kind of flash moments of the Neomorph. I, su- mm-hmm. I what I assumed to be the Neomorph. And um, of course, I couldn't help myself, so I went and looked. Right. What um, <laughs> I swear I'm not looking at any more new footage. I swear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really, I'm really liking the marketing um, today. They, you know, as Ryan and I were just discussing before we started recording, um, they have the official Alien page released this image, and I won't say what the character's name was, but it was a character name that looked like an X-ray and they had like a chestburster or some type of alien inside of them. And Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa, what are you people doing? You're giving away this huge plot point? Um, But then I discovered that through Aaron Percival, who sent me more photos, and all the cast members have those same kind of photos and with something inside of them. So I think it was just viral marketing to get us talking.
0: Right, Um, right, exactly. Yeah. Was really Scott shown with one in, inside of his as well? <laughs> no, 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 maybe. Um,
1: yeah. But there's a lot of news. Like uh, the, the big, huge news that we can kind of talk about next is uh, Awakening. Um, yes. And uh, what that movie is, what we suspect it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, before, I, I, what do you think it is?
0: Well, I mean, it it was interesting when really Scott was talking about it, and you know, it to me it seemed like they kind of caught him right in the middle of about to spill some some big spoiler, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and I think um, Catherine Waterston was there with him. He's and she's like, no, don't don't say that. You're gonna get, give some big away, and I think I think maybe Scott was trying to correct himself, but ended up the way he described it just didn't make sense. You know, he was saying it's a, it's a sequel to Prometheus, but a prequel to Covenant that's going to be after Covenant. I it's just like, no, no way that's going to be how it goes down. That's just, that's just a bizarre way to release films. Um, so to me, it's, it's something else. And I really like, you know, um, and I really, I feel like this is Camp's uh, film, like yeah. you you said. It
1: has to be. It has to yeah. be. It makes zero sense. Zero <laughs> sense. Why Ridley Scott would say, oh yeah, I'm making this Covenant movie, but then I'm going to go back real quick and uh, make the sequel to Prometheus that happens before Covenant. That makes yeah. no sense whatsoever. And the title Alien Awakening, Awakening is not a title that we've ever heard um, right. Ridley Scott uses. It's not a Ridley Scott title at all. It's a very kind of gen- more of a general title. It's more mm-hmm. it says something very specific. You know, the right. title of Prometheus and Alien Paradise Lost and Alien Covenant, they have very grand, it's very grand.
0: Yeah. Um, a lot of religious kind yes. of overtones to it, but Awakenings very much, to me it seems like like Ripley being reawakened, you know, Absolutely. or from and, yep Yep, Right. Been,
1: maybe it's been years and then mm-hmm. the company left them on that ship and they aged and whatever, yeah. whatever that story is going to be. My money is on Blumkamp. It, nothing yeah. else makes sense to, and someone said, well, Ridley Scott did say it's going to happen. You know, the movie is set between covenant and, or Prometheus and covenant, but I, I, there was a lot of confusion there. And I think yeah. the movie is set between covenant and, and Prometheus like that's what's happening. So Mm -hmm. this movie's coming out, um, even though it's coming out after covenant, um, it's kind of Ridley Scott even said in this quote, Oh, it's going back. It's going back. Um, Yeah. Right. But he was kind of squirrely about it. And then he was shushed by, um, Catherine Waterston. Yeah. Um, I tweeted Neil, Neil Blomkamp and, um, he, of course he didn't reply. He didn't say, (laughs) um, (laughs) interestingly enough, um, so, Gordon Weaver has just ended her her filming for the Defenders, which was her Netflix show, Um okay. she, she plays the villain. She starts um, shooting or motion capturing because I'm sure she's not in it. Yeah, but, you know um, the Avatar sequels. So they say in the, in the fall, fall of this yeah. year. Yeah. So, and we know that the whatever movie this alien movie is happening. Studios have already been contracted for this. People that mm-hmm. I know who have have told me, I've already been contacted to work on this next Alien film. Um, yeah, and it's going to—I'll be gone for about five to six months or whatever—and it's in Australia, the same right. Fox Studios Australia where Sigourney Weaver is going to be filming, mm-hmm. filming, um, or capturing motion capturing, um, Avatar. Yeah. To me, yeah. everything points to Blomkamp. Everything mm-hmm. points—he's been dead quiet. Um, I don't know where he is. Could I be completely wrong? Absolutely, I could be completely wrong. And also, me talking about this isn't me trying to like make this happen. Do I want it to happen? Mm-hmm. Sure, I want it to happen. Yeah. But it's more of, it's the only thing that makes sense. And in fact, Ridley, uh, Sigourney Weaver was quoted as saying, you know, uh, we were asked to wait to make this movie until after Covenant's over. So when right. Covenant, they push Covenant up
0: yeah, to, exactly. to May.
1: Um, instead of August, so there's this window. There's this, you know, May, June, July, August, September. So right. let's say Avatar. That's four months. It's plenty, plenty of time to film a movie. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I just don't see any other answer to this. Um, I could be completely wrong. Maybe Luke Scott. Maybe Luke Scott's directing directing the um, the prequel the sequel. To Prometheus, I don't know. Maybe that's the case. Maybe they. But and here's another thing. And I'm sorry, I'm going on and on and on. No, that's right. uh, (laughs) um, uh, It was discussed and quoted in various interviews that's happened over the past few months surrounding Covenant that an alien Bible, kind of a a Bible of how to make alien films. Not so much how, but like a how do you say that? Like a a bullet point of 25 rules, like an alien rule book. Of if you're making an alien film, this has to happen, this has to happen, or whatever. Um, why would they even yeah. do that if Ridley Scott wasn't directing these films? You know? Right. Um, I, I, yeah. I, my my answer is, is again, Neil Blomkamp. Um, I think it's it's the, the story fans really, really want. Fox really, really knows that. They've been tight-lipped about it. And they're probably mm-hmm. going to spring it on us pretty soon. That's my opinion. I would think so.
0: Yeah, I mean... And I think there was another thing news that came out that Scott's next film isn't even a alien film. It's going to yes! be a war film. Mm-hmm. And uh but Scott himself said the next one's going to be pretty much shot. I I would think, or is gonna, they're going to start right away with the with the new alien film after this one's released. Mm-hmm. So with Covenant, I mean, so to me, like you said, it just all points to. um to awakening being you know bloom camps bloom camps movie and ripley being reawakened and coming back Mm -hmm. Um, i think awakening has multiple uh, meanings to it as well not just her being reawakened from hypersleep but maybe her her passion being reawakened or her desire to um kind of destroy the company and finally destroy these things that have pretty much ruined her life you know it's kind of all this sort of reawakening for her. So to me, it just like, he's, it just all points to Bloom camp's movie. So I, um, and we've always talked about how that, that film is a cash cow for them. Like that's yeah. yeah. a, a smash hit, I think. So for yeah. them to just completely, you know, pr- you know, make it a dead project or something that just, that doesn't make sense to me. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I agree with you. I would, I would put money down that this is going to be that bloom camp's films going to be next. And that uh, I really feel like when, you know, bloom camp respond responded that the chances were slim that it was going to get made. I, I almost feel like he was probably told to say that. Yes. He's Play it sleep. down. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Play it down. Be, be coy. Be you know, don't really feel too much. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, but we're definitely making this movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so Everything yeah, is in place. Sense.
1: The window's in place. I mean, mm-hmm. you have this window. I mean, Covenant, the promotion's high. And then when it's out, it's going to be being promoted. But, I mean, it's just it's just the right time. And if they release this info on Alien Day, that, yes, the next film is Camp's is Alien Awakenings. Or Awakening. Oh. Um, fans are going to go, shh. Yeah. So bonkers. Um, Me too. Yeah. Uh, and I hope they do release it on Alien Day, the the info. I don't know, we'll see. Um but also too, um Ridley Scott was like, you know, we have to assume some type of success that we're gonna this is gonna this film is gonna be very successful and everything we've heard about Covenant has been raved. Raved right. saying this is this is legit. This is scary. It's terrifying. It seems some people were like, "This is even more terrifying than the original Alien." People saying right. how good this is. You know, John Logan, I think that's his name, who mm-hmm. helped write the script, also uh, is one of the the headlining the headliners for that Showtime show, Penny Dreadful, which was incredibly written. Um, oh okay. So I, I have no doubts that this that this film is going to be awesome. I hope it's a masterpiece. I just want it to be good, but I hope it's a masterpiece. Yeah, me too. Um. So yeah, that's really uh. I, my money, my all my money is on Blomkamp right now.
0: Right. Um, yeah.
1: He's been very quiet, which to me tells me he's probably pretty busy. Um. Especially mm-hmm. if they're trying to uh, get everything together and they're trying to get everything into place. Um, Mm -hmm. they're trying to roll, you know, they're rolling on his film, you know, Sigourney Weaver. I don't know how long they're going to need. Um, but they got to, I'm sure if there's a script already, there's been a script, which there seems like there has been for at least a good year, then sets are being built. Things are on their way, you know? Yeah. Um, and also we can discuss alien universe, the new website that Fox has opened Mm -hmm. up for the fans, um, which to me, to me speaks of. Alien Universe. Okay, we're opening this wide. This is this is a, a franchise we're investing in. There is more on the way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's uh that's a huge step in the right direction. I know we we talked briefly about it about um with Fox being this fan centric, you know, with uh with really reaching out and um doing all these things for fans. I mean I just I just don't know that they've ever done that with uh you know, with the, with the series before. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I know Prometheus had a lot of, um, viral marketing and things like that, but this really feels like that they, they're heading in a right direction to really, um, bring in more fans and to, um, not only bring in new fans, but to, um, reach out to the, the long, long time fans as well, like us, that, Mm -hmm. um, they're just so excited about this and they know they have a, a great, great uh, intellectual property on their hands to, you know that people just love and want it to be great and i think they're they're really committed now i feel like to making making the series great again so yeah make it great again much like trump you know? <laughs> yeah
1: but <laughs> actually make bigly it great. Yeah. yeah bigly it's gonna be a bigly <laughs> <Yeah>. series <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know uh, and to Fox credit also we should let people know Fox a liaison from Fox has reached out to us uh, one of the things that we posted was a video file of a countdown to Alien Day that was given to us by a liaison from Fox for us they they gave that video file to other major outlets too like AVP Galaxy like the Wayland Yutani Bulletin Um, uh. so but for us that's a big honor for us to have mm-hmm. Fox say hey we love what you guys are doing um, here's a piece of viral campaign for Alien Day. Please be involved. Um, and the the liaison is continuing to speak to us about uh, further involvement, which is really, yeah. really great for us. It's great to be seen as a legitimate, the the largest and only alien podcast of our kind. Yeah. Um, there are other podcasts. AVP Galaxy has a podcast. But again, they also dive into the whole predator scene. Which, But we are the only one of our kind. Um, Yeah, and I I I feel like we are. I know we are the Rebel Force Radio of the kind of the, the podcast world. I mean, hopefully we are the podcast that everyone tunes into. I hope Um, so. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, Yeah. I really
0: appreciate it to all all the people that listen to and follow us. It's it's awesome. It's humbling, and it's uh, yeah. I just uh, I hope we're we're doing a great job for them. So that's, that's the most important thing.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Well, next big piece of info is that poster, um, which was released yeah. about probably about a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a lot <laughs> going on in that. Yeah. Um,
0: but it was, uh, I know when I first saw it, it's like, whoa, I, I think it might be my favorite poster of any alien movie. Absolutely. Um, Hands down. And uh, it just had, yeah, just so much detail to it, um, different kind of. Uh, iterations of the the Zeno. Some of them look a little different than others. There's some engineers in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like there's the what do they call it the the care pace of a queen mm-hmm. on, at the top. Yeah, which um, is really surprising. I mean, for so long I thought that that was something that Scott wasn't really interested in. Was uh, a queen? I know I I know he liked. Uh, Cameron's film, um, but I thought he—I wasn't sure how on board he was with the the Queen. But it is, I mean, it's an official part of the the Alien life cycle and universe. So um, obviously, it seems to me like he's accepted it. But I think he also wants to explore the uh, the egg morphine and yeah, uh, body horror as well. So yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I think he's nodding the Queen like saying yes, it's legitimate. Uh, But I don't think Scott's going to explore that. I think that's going to, he's, I think the queen is going to be left for aliens and then maybe Blomkamp's film, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it was of course talked about in um, Alien 3, but of course never shown, which I thought was great. Right. Um, But yeah, I, 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 I'm far more interested into where Scott goes in terms of the life cycle and spores or whatever they do, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But that poster. Uh, I mean, actually, uh, one of uh, our members of our roundtable, our official roundtable, um, Michael, he sent me the poster. He sent it to me for my birthday, which was f- awesome. I mean, I unrolled this thing, and it's gorgeous. It's yeah. fucking unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, it's it is it's the best Alien poster I've ever seen. Um, and I, I really like the one with actually uh, Alien Three with Ripley and her bald head too. I really, she's just standing there, this stoic. Strong person. I loved that idea of her just there, but this one blows all of those all of those posters out of the water and it right. It's oh, religious. Yeah. It's it's mm-hmm. there's so much happening. It's a nod to Geiger, you know
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of Geiger in there for sure so just yeah, just a beautiful poster I could I could look at this for hours and just kind of <laughs> Try and find all the details in it, but it just has that whole Paradise Lost kind of mm-hmm. look to it, which was the original title for um, for the sequel uh, for this for this film. I, I think it was the original title, right? It was just Paradise Lost. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then, yeah. But um, so, yeah, I feel like there's going to be elements of that in the script, both, you know, maybe or a lot of thematic uh, parallels to it in the film. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, just it and it I think people just went nuts in a you know, a real positive way when the poster yeah. came out. And uh, I think excitement's building, man. It's like a month and a half away and people are just getting ramped up for it. I don't think it's really I don't think uh, you know, Covenant's going up against anything really big that weekend. So yes. I think it's I think it's got a chance to really, you know Do some business. Yeah, do yeah. gangbusters. Yeah, so, yeah just do amazingly well I so. Hope so
1: i hope it makes a 100 million dollars the first weekend um yeah i, I don't know if it'll do a 100 million um it mm-hmm. might do i think if it does 75 million i think that's a that's a bona fide hit um, right right that's what, i think that's probably what it needs to do i think it probably won't have any problem doing that um i think uh theaters are going to be pretty full i hope mm-hmm. um but yeah oh as an aside did you see the film Life?
0: i did yeah okay uh, let's talk about yeah. that for a minute <laughs> yeah um i i think uh well i really i you know do some reviews on movies i see like just brief ones on on facebook and i think i gave it like a four out of ten it was just <laughs> um you know it i don't know there's parts of it there had it's had some good qualities to it yes. um and the acting I thought was good overall. Um, the first, you know, it had a pretty good atmosphere to it. The first um, death scene I thought was actually really intense. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that really hurt the movie for me was the creature itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the problem I had with it was that it was just not believable. Yeah. Um, and because of the shoddy CGI used on it. Mm-hmm. Um I think when it was at it's more infancy stage it looked all right but yeah. as it grew and more detail was shown it just did, it just looked so fake. I was like yeah, and ridiculous. What is this? Come on. Like uh, I just told me it just took me out of the movie. There's a lot of unintentionally to me unintentionally funny parts in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, even the ending which was supposed to be like a big shocker non-hollywood ending just um i almost laughed out loud i just thought it was so like kind of ridiculous um it was just i i guess it could have been a good ending i just thought it was not handled well mm-hmm. uh, in the way it was so obviously set up um it was just uh, it was a disappointment i was i was i was really bummed i thought this was going to be a good you know um hopefully i mean maybe a bit derivative but i thought it was going to be a good alien you know, type of film, um, with, uh, with similar scares and, you know, thrills and things like that. But it just, it just failed to me yeah. on, on a number of levels, yeah. um, to where I just could not, I couldn't recommend it, at least not to go pay for it in the theater, maybe <laughs> 000, on Netflix or something like that. But, um, maybe if they want to watch it, but yeah, I, I don't know. What'd, what'd you think of it?
1: Uh, Tracking along the same lines as you. Uh, really, the creature is really what did it for me. I mean, it, it, towards as it's, and spoiler territory, sorry, uh, we're going to talk about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but as the creature grows, it's got these like wings, so it's kind of flying in the zero gravity atmosphere, and it looks a lot like um, uh, one of the creatures from the abyss. Um, it just has that architecture. And it's right. a very similar architecture than we've seen. It looks like something that we would see in the deep ocean. It's not alien. Originally, initially it is very alien. Um but then mm-hmm. at this at the same time, in the beginning stages, the way it moves, it reminded me of a puppy. Mm-hmm. Like and I was like, why is it acting like this? There's no yeah. like it's acting like it can see and like kinda cutesy, um, but like kinda like an an obtuse puppy that's kinda right. like a little a little angry puppy. Um mm-hmm. and I was like, This is stupid. Um but the first <laughs> yeah. death scene was awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. it was when there was a lot of tension, but, uh, I didn't really care about the characters. Um, right. Um, I just felt like I liked the idea of a discovering of discovering, uh, life on Mars. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, and then the way the creature was kind of floating through all the, where is it? Where is it? Oh, it's got a tracker on it and they can see it's (laughs) moving really quickly. It wasn't realistic. Right. With the alien, everything it did was actually alien. Mm -hmm. Um, it didn't move, it moved weird, it looked weird, whereas this thing kind of had these kind of winged-like things where, because it was zero gravity, it was pushing itself, and then it developed a face as it kind of grew, and yeah. it just took me right out of it, you know? Yeah. And I uh, What's his name? Uh, Ryan Reynolds, I felt like, was Ryan Reynolds. He was playing himself. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like Ryan Reynolds actually. I think he's good. I think he has a good shtick, but that shtick yeah. didn't work for me in the movie. I just felt like, oh hey, I was fine that he was killed right away. I was kind of tired of him. <laughs> um, and it was acted really well. That, that those aren't the issues. Um, right. I just wish the creature was more interesting, and it didn't do exactly what we thought it would do. You know. Mm-hmm. So right. I don't. I don't ever even think about the film. I'm just you know we're talking about it because I think part of my. I saw a lot of people posting on the Wayland, yutani Bulletin about, um, oh, I just got back from life. It's the best movie since Alien. I'm like, oh, honey, (laughs) like, you haven't seen a good movie in a while, you know? (laughs) Or you haven't seen Alien in a while. I'm not trying to begrudge people their opinions on, hey, that's great. If you loved it, that's awesome. And I didn't hate the movie at all. Um, I just felt like this wasn't a really good film, and we should know this. Mm-hmm. Um, it was serviceable it was it was a direct rip off of alien um even the, the way the, the lettering was, um, mm-hmm. was spaced apart um it was alien they just titled it life um um instead of an yeah. alien it's a it's a life form so they use the term life or like species right. species was also a riff off alien obviously um
0: right yeah absolutely
1: but you know I I was really excited about it. I really really was. I wanted to, I I go into all films hoping that I'll fall in love with them and uh yeah. I would say 85% of the time I don't. But I want to Yeah. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um yeah.
0: yeah. I agree. I mean, you know, it, like you said, it was just so forgettable. Like I walked out of the theater and was almost like, "Wait, what did I just watch?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just like, you know, it just uh to me and that just That's hard. Yeah, like you, I want to really fall in love with movies. I go see. I mean, sometimes I go in knowing it's probably just going to be, you know, just a mindless sort of action movie or whatever. But, um, but this one, I was really hoping like this would be kind of um, close to. It probably wouldn't be on par with Alien, but kind of close to capturing that Mm -hmm. thrills and the chills and the, you know, the great story and characters and all that. And it just did not. Even close, and uh, just so disappointing um, to have another you know sci-fi thriller kind of fall fall way short, um, you know, and feel like they didn't put as much time and effort into it as they should have to make it a better movie. And that's what I'm hoping that Covenant does right um, is really care about you know making these compelling, believable characters, Mm -hmm. making the story great, making the creatures and everything look um look amazing and not detract from the the film. And I know some people have been complaining a little bit about a little bit about the some of the CGI and the in the clips we've seen or some of the even the one shot I thought it was a beautiful shot of one of the Xenos with the rain coming down. Yes.
1: I thought it was gorgeous.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think some people were complaining that it just looked super artificial. I, I I, I don't know maybe they saw something different than I saw, but I thought it looked i thought it looked really good but uh yeah but i i just feel like i feel like they put in a lot of time and effort into covenant to to do what films like life cannot do and uh so that but that's really i mean life kind of shines what's what we you know, what's lacking in it is what we really want to see and just showing how, how poorly it's done at the box office too is that people are just tired of it. Yeah. And we want we want these we want great movies that, you know, that we do fall in love with and we do have do have characters we we connect with and stories that we can identify with and um, and just get totally pulled into. Um, and it's just so yeah it just it's just frustrating with with film after film following falling way short mm-hmm. and um, and I just hope and maybe maybe covenant is one of those that'll help kind of not only for alien but for just films in general kind of put films back in the right direction that hey look I mean maybe they could get away for a while with you know releasing really dumbed down films that made millions of dollars but I don't think that's the case anymore. Um, and that, you know, there's, now there's financial consequences to not making, not putting in time and effort to make great films. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And yeah. And if, if that, unfortunately, I guess that's kind of what it takes, but if that's what it takes and Hey, you know, and they should, they should take the financial hit to, to realize they need to, invest more in the writing and uh, directing and making things um, great for for the fans yeah and for film goers so yeah
1: I absolutely agree, and I think, uh, yeah. I, I, really, you hit on a, a point about characters. In terms of life, I really don't feel like they gave the characters time to breathe. There were mm-hmm. some moments here and there where you got a little bit of backstory, and I know one character has a baby, and he's watching the baby be born, but it's actually it's this quick, quick, boom, boom. Right, and The yeah. beauty of Alien and Aliens and Alien 3 is the slow time it takes to, to it takes a little bit for you to kind of get into character. Um, yeah. And to get into them and to root for them and really, uh, life didn't have life. Um, no, uh, it didn't <laughs> nice. have the the time it took to really invest in uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, and I I didn't really feel much for them. But the movie was moving so fast, and I think that's part of also the problem is these movies move so fast, and I think part of it mm-hmm. is they feel like they're going to lose people's attention, so they got to get right to it and get right to it. Right. Um, yeah. But the films that we love, the films that we think about, like Star Wars, the original Star Wars and uh, A New Hope and how kind of long that took in the beginning as we're getting to know Luke and he's sitting in his hovel and he's Mm -hmm. flying his little ship and just there's some time there. And um, I I also think there's a different audience, but if you're going to, you know, um, I I think about a movie like Interstellar.
0: Mm -hmm. Interstellar
1: took its time. We got to know... Uh, Matthew McConaughey's character we got to know Murphy or Murph um we really got to know them we got to know uh what's her name um Catwoman um what's Anne Hathaway's character Yeah, yeah. and Hathaway. I mean, we spent time with them. That movie was 2 hours and 45 minutes long. Um by the end of Interstellar and you know, some people probably obviously don't like Interstellar, but by the end of Interstellar, I was in tears thinking about um uh Matthew McConaughey's character, just his name isn't coming up for me. Murphy, uh, no. I think Mur- Murphy Mur- is the oh. daughter, but uh, his name... Oh. Uh, I don't know. I want to call him Scout, but <laughs> that's just yeah, a typical right. all-American guy name. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's it. not his name, though. Um, but uh, by the end of it, I mean... Uh, and Or there's that scene when he's been in space for a while, and he... Uh, gets a message from his daughter and he just starts bawling. But we're so invested in him. We're there with him experiencing those emotions. But that took time. Um, and that took a risk by uh, um, Christopher Nolan to say, no, I'm taking the time. Because yeah. if you don't care about these characters, then this movie won't matter. And right. uh, you know, another movie um, that just recently came out, I'm not sure if you saw it, is uh, Ghost in the Shell. Did you see it?
0: I did not see that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: same kind of thing. It was beautiful. I mean, it was beautiful. Um, but mm-hmm. I didn't really care about anybody. Um, there's also other issues going on. I mean, it's a film that takes place in Japan. Very few Japanese people seen. Um, most of the, you know, even the, the people who were non-robots or whatever weren't Japanese. They were white. Um, uh, uh, it was very interesting. And I the film didn't really have a heart. It tried to have a heart, but it didn't. But it didn't take time didn't take time to build there's also the question of whitewashing and all that stuff going on in there that a lot of people are talking about that has some specific validity to it right um, yeah. but my reference to it is really it didn't take the time to build character and also yeah. because Ghost in the shell was the matrix rift off Ghost in the shell you know in 1999 yeah um, mm-hmm. so that story we're familiar with similar ideas of that story yeah so Ghost in the shell I think is a lot is a lot too late and a little too late. That um, their story was told before, and I think it wasn't that interesting of a story because we know the story already to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get back to what you're saying, in terms of life, life isn't a re. I mean, to some degrees, I think it's to some degree, I think it's a reimagining of Alien, but it's not a good reimagining. It has none of the character, right. none of the, the the emotion, none of the nothing. I just, it's just, it it alls boom, 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 and it's over. Yeah, you
0: know? yeah it was a nothing film to me. I mean, it just, it was just there and now it's gone. It'll be lost forever in the, the sea of, you know, these, uh, un, unforgettable, these forgettable films. It's just, uh, you know, people won't remember it a month from now, um, or even a week from now. It's just, uh, and, and that's just, uh, that's really a shame. I mean, you never, you never. I don't, I don't know. You never want to go into a film, whether you're, you know, the director or, cast, crew, um, I just can't imagine you'd want to go to a film that's just going to be quickly forgotten. Um, you know, I, you know, I would hope that they would go in wanting to make a very memorable, very exciting film that really reaches people. And, um, and that's just, uh, a, a wonderful film on many levels, but, uh, so often, uh, it just seems like that doesn't, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether, whereas, uh, interstellar, I still think about it you know, oh, yeah. quite a bit, and I still I love it. I mean, that's what I love about Nolan's movies in general. They just have so much to think about. They're always memorable. Um, that's why I'm so looking forward to Dunkirk this yeah. year. Um, I think it's just going to be a phenomenal film. Um, and it's gonna, I think it's going to be unlike other war films we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just... Uh, so my hope is that Covenant does not I would just be devastated. if It becomes one of those films just lost in the sea of forgettable films, and yeah. Yeah. Um, and I yeah, I'm just hoping that that's not the case. But I really feel like it's it's not going to be the case. Um, from everything I've seen and heard, it just looks like it's going to be a knockout knockout film. Yeah. So
1: and the caliber yeah. of writers on the film the, it's, itself. Uh, I mean, right. there are really good writers who really, really know character. Like I said, mm-hmm. I think John West?
0: No, 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 no. Is that his Here's name? The- Michael Green, John Logan. John Logan, sorry.
1: Uh, John. Yeah. Um, John Logan, I mean, his show, uh, Penny Dreadful, is all about character. It was yeah. three seasons of character, character, character. And really, that's a, a theme I kind of want to hone in on as we start talking about some other things. Um, Alien is about character. I cannot reiterate that enough. That's what it was about with alien. That's what it was about with aliens. It was about exploring the psyche and regular people and irregular circumstances. Regular yeah. people in extenuating uh, uh 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 what do you call it? Dangerous circumstances and how they mm-hmm. react to it. And uh the importance of human life and what is more important or I, you know, our corporate ideals more important than one person? Um those kinds of questions, and uh, uh, also too, good science fiction is very hard to do, very right. very hard to do um, uh, Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll veer off a little bit, have you seen the trailer to Valerian?
0: Um, I have, that's that's not what kind of movie that usually appeals to me, uh, just a lot of obvious CGI, and um, it might be good, I don't, I don't know I might still check it out, but yeah, I did see the trailer for
1: it, yeah um so. yeah I I've seen the trailer there's a couple of trailers now and the CGI looks awesome. No doubt. Yeah. No no issue there about the CGI. Mm-hmm. Um but there's a lot of CGI. A ton of it. it. Is. And it took me out of the film not because it wasn't well done but I just was like here we go like is this I just it's too much. It's too much and obviously and I I saw these scenes of Valerian and his sidekick the girl or whatever jumping over things. And right away I thought they're on a blue screen screen and they're jumping from one plank to another. Right. And then they're recreating this in the computer. Most of this film was probably shot on blue screen. Um, and it just takes me right out. Like, I don't care. I am so over CGI. I mean, Kong is case in point. Kong looks beautiful. I don't care. Like the CGI is (laughs) too much. Tell me a story about characters. The best films that we talk about, the best films that resonate with us at the end of the day, they don't resonate because the guns were cool. They resonate because the characters were cool. Right, you yeah. Know? We think about Clint Eastwood because his characters were cool. Not just cool because, oh, look, he's wearing a, a poncho and a hat. He was cool because he was cool and we knew about his character.
0: Right, you
1: yeah. Um, I, yeah. You know, Ripley's the same way and, you know, all these other films. Um, I, I, there, there's countless films, you know, Star Wars, um, The Never Ending Story. Um, we got to know Bastion from The Never Ending Story. Really, really well, so that so much so that we became him, we were him, we were on that Falcor with him, we were on Artex with Atreyu because character was key. Um, I still am him, actually. (laughs) Speaking of speaking of, I just actually got uh, the uh, Orin from the the Never Any Story because I had had that in my life, Um, but. I know, and I cannot. And you, people who are listening to who are listening to me specifically, I will always talk about character over anything else because that's what matters. Um, mm-hmm. We we think about just our regular lives, and when we, you know, when things happen in our life or w- things that are difficult, or we lose people in our life, and it's sad. Why is it sad? Because they meant something to us. Mm-hmm. If our grandmother dies, if our friend dies, or if passes, or whatever, um, it hurts because we were invested in them. And yeah. it's the same thing with films. Uh, we, we invest in films because we care about what's going on in the film and no amount of visuals are going to do that. You, you can't yeah. care about it uh, CGI isn't going to make um, CGI. Is not going to make us care about a movie? The characters are right. going to make us care. Now, if the characters are really awesome and there's a lot of CGI, I'm fine with it. Hey, look at Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. There's shit tons of CGI in that. Yeah, movie. but mm-hmm. the characters are awesome. Groot yeah. was awesome. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the star was awesome. Star Lord. Yeah, Star Lord. He was great, and we're we're invested in them. And yeah. That that raccoon. Um, I can't. I can never remember their names. Um, when we're talking. Oh yeah. Um, But he was great, and I laughed so much. And I think of that scene where he made him get the leg, and he brought the leg, and he's, like, laughing. (laughs) Um, But we're invested in them, and he's an all-CGI character. Gollum is an all-CGI character. But I care about Gollum because he was really performed well. He was really invested in. Um, Mm -hmm. So what's going to make or break this Alien Covenant is the characters, by far and large. It doesn't matter anything else. Nothing else matters except for character. Right. And that's Absolutely. my soapbox, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I'm on your box with you, though. Right. <laughs> yeah. That sounds kind of funny. So. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. That didn't sound right.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, but I'm excited, like you. I I, I think that uh, I don't think Covenant's going to fail us. Um, uh, I think the world of Alien and Alien fandom has been br- burst open wide. I think Fox is really investing in the in the saga, in the fans. They're reaching out. Um, I, from what I know, there's a couple of people who are involved in um, kind of community outreach. Yeah, uh, I would say uh, who are working for Fox to reach mm-hmm. out to fans. Um, uh, Alien Day is coming up, so everyone knows. And just in case people don't know what Alien Day is, Alien Day is April 26, which is 426. And if you're a fan of the Alien films, you know what 426 means. Yeah, April 426, the original planet, the kind of the planet that everything pivots around. Mm-hmm. Um, continues to pivot around um, yeah so yeah this is an exciting time it really is
0: Dude, oh man it's huge yeah um and speaking of which i think uh we should talk about your your project um also should be it's also um, an exciting an awesome project i can't wait to wait for it to get realized but the script's amazing for it but yeah if you want to talk more about that Um, Yeah,
1: let's do that. Um, So I guess this is our formal announcement. And I wouldn't just say it's my project. Certainly I wrote the script and it's something that's from my inception. But this is a a project that Ryan and myself and certainly our our two roundtable panelists who are officially a part of our group or a part of our podcast uh, Mm -hmm. are going to be helping with and hopefully a lot of people will be helping with. But the project is called Proximity. Last Stand at Hadley's Hope. Um, we, I wrote up a kind of a self interview that I posted on our Facebook page, mm-hmm. and uh, really, to be quite honest, Proximity is uh, a POV story of a brother and sister who are dealing with what's happening during the outbreak and infestation of aliens at Hadley's Hope, the colony in aliens that was discovered abandoned by Ripley yeah. and the Marines. Um Yeah. And uh, I approached this story. I, it's something I, I see it all the time. People saying, would, it would be great if Netflix did a show about Hadley's Hope. And I kind of threw yeah. together like a fake video uh, of <laughs> Netflix unveiling a Hadley's Hope show. Um, and there's a lot of mystery surrounding mm-hmm. the events of Hadley's Hope. And I love that. I love that we yeah. really don't know. Um, yeah. So proximity yeah. really is uh, my attempt to tell kind of two story well one story but that involved two people and a few other people here and there um, of the events of so uh, the the protagonist his name is Aaron Andrews he has a twin sister named Ann Andrews um, they have um, traveled to Hadley's Hope together they left their mother and father and one other sibling on earth and they decided to take a risk and go off world to a new colony and mm-hmm. help set up that colony and Aaron and Aaron and Anne are not married. like They don't have any spouses of their own or children. Um, They were contracted to work and be a part of Hadley's Hope because of who they are. Anne is a child psychologist. And as you start a colony, children are important, especially the atmosphere they're being raised in. So Anne is a child psychologist, and Aaron is a communications supervisor. Yeah. So those are their roles. And they are together when tentacles or tendrils of the outbreak um, of an infestation of Hadley's hope begins and they become right. isolated and the story is about their isolation and how they deal with that isolation. And I felt like it was something and I wanted to title it proximity because I didn't want aliens proximity. I didn't want that. I just right. wanted something to be different um, mm-hmm. because I felt like this is a really you know, there are characters that are playing off of certainly characters that we're familiar with. There's a character in the in the story as well named Lidecker, and Lidecker is a character from James Cameron's film. But it's not the theatrical edition. It's the special edition. So you won't know who right. Lidecker is unless you've seen the special edition of Alien right. or Aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like he was important. I felt like I could kind of bring him back. He's not in it a ton, but he if there is a third star, it's him. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And there are other, there's a, an, another couple of characters that you hear from here and there, um, but Aaron and Anne are the stars of the show. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So we, today is kind of launch day. We we by the time everyone hears this, we will have launched our casting call. Mm-hmm. Um. For this film, and we're casting these roles. This film. Th- sorry, it's not a film. It's an audio drama. Um. Yeah. Right. And. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. So and we're trying to raise like five thousand dollars. Uh, I'm real nervous about all this because it's a big risk, but it's funny today. I saw, I saw this quote that said, uh, if, if you're not scared, risks are scary. So if you're not scared, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. But if you're scared, good, take a risk. So that's what we're doing. (laughs) That's what I'm doing. Uh, starting this GoFundMe, it's $5,000. It's not a lot of money. Um, there's specific equipment that we need. A lot Mm -hmm. of those, a lot of the equipment are microphones. Uh, yeah. which Tend to be a lot of money. Uh, this pro this is going to be directed by myself and Ryan, um, and it's, mm-hmm. we're directing it kind of through Skype. Um, so everyone involved will be sent microphones. So we we will rehearse and then we'll go forward. And it'll be it'll be directed in parts. Certainly, the right. main parts will be Anne and Anne and Aaron and their interaction. But there'll be other parts like there's radio interference. There's radio messages. There's a little uh commercial that they hear at a certain point that we're going to record there's mm-hmm. a lot a lot par- a part of it um but really to be honest with you um and everyone uh as a fan of rebel force radio they they did they've done a couple of uh, audio dramas called uh smuggler's bounty which starred han solo which were mm-hmm. awesome and oh, uh, cool. I, I really wanted to kind of help create a community that's as rich as the star Wars community. Um, but we're very different than star Wars. Star yeah. Wars is kind of that swashbuckling family affair, which I love, which is a part of me. I mean, I've, I've been, ro- I've watched rogue one twice already in the past two days. I can't get enough of it. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah. but I wanted to kind of help contribute to the richness of our own community. Um, and, uh, proximity will be free to anyone. Um, yeah, that's... um and most of that money aside from the microphones and some computer equipment, um, I'm gonna. Uh, the rest of the money is gonna be used for postcards and whatever, just to send them to whoever donated. So, right. um, and hopefully Ryan and Michael and Dave, um, you guys can all help me, and we'll just all, all that money will just be going to send out send out nice gifts and thank yous. Because GoFundMe yeah. doesn't operate like Kickstarter or uh, Indiegogo, where you have all these. Oh, if you give this much and we're going to give you this. I didn't want to get involved in all that. That's way too much work.
0: Right. Um, I mm-hmm. want to get a
1: good product out. Um, so that the fans, I'm um, really something the fans have been asking for. And I, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty proud of what I wrote, to be honest with you. Um, I wrote yeah. it in a week and a half and it was a first draft. And there's a couple things I'm going to change here and there based on some feedback Ryan's given me and some feedback. Some other people have given me mm-hmm. uh, and we'd love to get this out by alien day. That's a stretch. I don't know if we can do that. I don't know if we can accomplish that. The only way we could accomplish that is if we got the money that we needed right away, and then we we have to cast this. That's going to take another week. So the reality is we're not going to have it done by alien day. That's just, yeah. that's, just that's, that's two and a half weeks. No way. Right. There's just no way. Right, um, yeah. But we'll have it hopefully before, maybe before Covenant releases, or right around the time Covenant releases. Um, so it'll be there. It'll be an expanded universe one story that lives on um, that answers some questions that a lot of people have about Hadley's Hope.
0: Yeah, I love it. And I love that um, the script was great. And I just, uh, I really like that you kept the focus very specific to Aaron and Anne. Um, and because I can imagine there's a lot of stories that could be told about different colonists on Hadley's Hope, everything that's going on. Um, and that would be way too much to do in a you know, a 60 minute audio drama. Um, so I'm glad that you really narrowed down that focus to this brother, sister relationship and, you know, and everything starts going down and, uh, things start falling apart around them, you know, how they react, how they react with each other, how they kind of dwell on, um, you know, uh, I really like the scene where they kind of talk about why they came out there in the first place. Yeah. Um, you know, why were what they got away from Earth for, what were they hoping to find. There's actually a part of that in Alien Covenant that's really brief. Um, briefly shown in the trailer, but you see um, Daniel's character, um, you know, with tears in her eyes, like, this is what we left Earth for to create this new life. Mm-hmm. For us. And it was just, even that brief thing was just, it kind of moved me a little bit. i just seen that um, and seen that pain in her face, and I could see that with these characters as well. Um and, yeah, and I just, uh, yeah, it's all really all about the characters. And that's, you know, what we were talking about earlier. It's just so important for any story to really uh, resonate with people. Is the, the characters are great, and I really believe they are great in this. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, I just uh, have a lot of excitement for it. Um, and it's going to be, I think, I think everyone listening and all the fans are really going to enjoy it. So,
1: yeah, I hope so. And really that's, you know, I want it to live on. I want people to share it. I want people just to download it and to have it on their iPhones or their, their Galaxy phones or whatever, or maybe burn it to a disc and listen to it in their car or, or whatever they want yeah. to do. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, there's probably, we're going to release this as um, a formal podcast episode. So the entire episode is just going to be the, um, the what do you call it? Um, audio drama. The audio drama. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, so I, I am excited, and you know, I've had, of course, Ryan read the script. I've had, um, Michael, uh, Michael McCulloch, who is one of part of our um, round table, he's read the script. I sent it to Dave, I'm not sure if he'd gotten through it, but I've had friends who are admins of, um, the Wayland Utahani Bulletin. They've read the script, they've given me, uh, feedback, all of it's been great. I've really been surprised. Like part of it, I've, I told people, I sent it to them and I was like, if it's wrong or if it goes way off or whatever, uh, tell me, like if it's does not working and people were like, and these people are, I mean, we're friends, but they're not, they're under no obligation to tell me what I want to hear. Cause I hate, yeah, I hate hearing what I want to hear. I want people to tell me the truth, <laughs> yeah, um, even yeah. if it hurts or if it's stings a little bit. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, they were like, Jamie, this is great. Um, this mm-hmm. is awesome. And a couple pointers here and there, which I'm going to address. Um, but, uh, you know, and I also would love to, um, have this script printed off and sent to people too. And of, of course those who we cast in it, they will get the full script. They'll get digital copies of it. Um, and physical yeah. copies of it. So everybody can kind of have it there and we'll probably do uh, a table reading, um, with everybody, um, with me and Ryan doing certain voices, but we'll do a full table reading. And then yeah. after we've cast mm-hmm. it and everything, um, um, yeah. But yeah I'm really excited about it, and to be honest with you uh this is my passion alien has been my passion um since I was ten i mean that's i think the first time I saw no i would say at twelve maybe that's the first time I saw aliens on t v on fox channel thirty two in Chicago and yeah, i always wanted to be a part of this be a part of this world somehow and uh the podcast is really um Enabled that my partnership with you has really enabled that. I mean, mm-hmm. I've made great friends, you know Me and Ryan have already met up before we're, we're meeting up and we're spending a couple of nights and um, Santa Barbara to see the film to yeah record uh, our our first reaction episode of the film Yeah, uh, this is a world that I really love and I really mm-hmm. have invested in so I I just want to kind of give back so Yeah, Here's hoping. that's
0: awesome. Yeah Yeah, I can't wait can't say can't wait to see where this leads. So yeah, Um, If anything, you know, I'll I'll just be thrilled that, you know, people get to, the fans get to enjoy this, because I know a lot of fans really wanted some, like you said, they want a big, big, they want to see what, you know, a Hadley's Hope type project, uh, whether it's like a Netflix series or just something, um, because there's so much, uh, uh, you know, so many different stories that could be said about it, um, you know, about what happened there, and, uh and I don't think of it as like like the space jockey and mystery where like the space jockey where it's a mystery, but we don't really need it to be answered. This is something I think um, there's a lot of characters that um, can be explored there at Hadley's Hope and we can find, you know, can get to know them and see that there was real people there with real lives mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. suffered through this, this tragedy. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important, important to tell those stories. Cause those are, those are the kind of stories that really happen. You know, I mean, not obviously not here on earth, you know, we're not getting attacked by Xenos or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, you know, there's really real stories like that where people get, um, there's some kind of, um, not so much like an infestation, but there's, you know, some kind of war that starts and people, get invaded and there's different families and characters that get kind of broken up by it and get devastated by it and i think that's very similar to you know what happens with what happened with some characters at hadley's hope like aaron and Anne. um and uh it's just tragic but uh but yeah, I think it'll. I think it'll really reach people on multiple levels. So yeah, yeah.
1: I hope so. And you know, I'm always fascinated by stories like uh, the Donner Party. And I've had a couple yeah. of people say, "Well, what, what, why is there's this comparison of the Donner Party? The Donner Party was essentially a colony of people tre- trekking towards into California, and they get into yeah. the mountains and they're stranded in the snow. Um, mm-hmm. And they end up horrible things end up happening, cannibalism, and all these things. Unfortunately, they were really close to where they wanted to be. Um, but they didn't know it because they were trapped in all the snow. And then I think spring happens and they're dead. They're all gone. Yeah. Um, And, or also there's a colony of Roanoke, Roanoke and Roanoke, Virginia, where, um, -hmm. they're all of a sudden, or was it Roanoke or is it Jamestown? I can't, I think it's Uh, Roanoke. uh, Is it? Maybe it's Jamestown. I don't know. It's one of the two. Um, yeah, but they disappear. And there's a word that they saw on the wall that says Croton. Um, and it was kind of like, and no one really knows what it means if it was a, a native word or a native dialect word, but they were gone, they disappeared. And I feel like uh, Hadley's Hope has that very same feel to it. Uh, mm-hmm. where, where are the, all these people? Where where did they go? Um, yeah. What, what are their stories? And even um, even the f- people that they find in Aliens, I think there's 126 colonists or something like that uh, mm-hmm. because they're colony transmitters. Um even all of those people, there's still a bunch of people that are unaccounted for, you know. Um, yeah, and I wanted to kind of mess around with that. Like, did people get off this 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 the, the planet? And where are those people now? I mean, I, my my story doesn't really address that, but there's right. the very what yeah. ifs. Like, what stories are they telling now? Did people get off and they were already infected? And where are they? And what planet are they on? Or did they go to Earth? Or where are they? There's so mm-hmm. many questions there. Yeah, um, yeah. That that's really yeah. fueled my my idea, you know. Um, uh, for and isolation too, isolation really in terms of the idea of isolation, not alien isolation, but uh, yeah, isolation yeah. and playing with that, and or, or in the idea that what if you're trapped in this like long dark hallway and the doors are shut and something's in there with you. Yeah hear it maybe and it's approaching you it's getting closer and whether it's breathing or whatever it is and you feel it and you're trying to get out and it's hard for you to get out because there's stuff on the floor and it's Mm -hmm. black and you can't see and you have a tiny little light and you have an idea of how to get out but you're not sure but this thing with this thing this man this person this thing whatever it's approaching you yeah that's scary shit to me Yeah. (laughs) yeah that's like
0: Dallas in the in the ducks or whatever you know an alien just uh and with a little motion detector and getting closer and closer and Lambert starting to get terrified and yeah, just, uh, things like that just really get under my skin. Just, yeah. um, it's terrifying, but, um, but yeah, yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited for it. And, uh, yeah. So if anyone listening's a voice actor or anything, yeah, let us know. Well, yeah, we'd love to have you read for a part and, see where it leads so yeah yeah.
1: and we'll all be uh certainly ryan and i are the final word on who we're going to cast um Mm -hmm. we certainly had people interested said oh let us know we'll audition we've had quite a few people at least on my end and some people on our page say that they want to audition and we want to make sure that the people are right for the part um and i want to make sure that they're right for the part um right and again all this is free people are going to be doing this for free so you're going to have to have the time to invest And it really is probably what's going to happen is we're going to do a reading and then we'll do a couple of rehearsals and, Mm -hmm. uh, and then we'll just go and we'll shoot. And then we'll have to edit all this together. We'll have big portions that are there, but you're talking like ambient sound, radio sounds, clicking switches, all this Mm -hmm. stuff, um, a little commercials, radio crackle, um, so there's a lot of components to this. So it's not a, it's an easy thing. It's gonna it's it's gonna be labor intensive, but it's yeah. it's something that I, I look so forward to do because I'm creating an audio tapestry, mm-hmm. um, and I love audio. I I remember as a kid I li- used to listen to. Um, of course they were reruns, but old time radio. I love yeah. old time radio. I still love old time radio because you could. I would be in bed and I would have my radio on. And I would just hear like all these stories, like lights out or. Um, which was kind of like scary, like a scary story or, um, the, or Whistler or, um, yeah. all these old radio shows from like the nineteen nineteen fifteen, 1915, the 1920s, the 1940s. Um, and so I, I have a love for radio audio drama. I always have. Yeah. So this is really coming out of that love and my love for aliens. So mm-hmm. it's a perfect marriage of the two. So I really hope we can raise the money that we need, um, to do this. I, I think we will. I hope we will. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, definitely. So, aside from that, that's the big thing. I mean, what else is on our agenda to discuss?
0: Hmm. Um. Let's see. We talked about poster, awakening, um, and proximity, I think. I feel like there's one we're missing. But I yeah. can't think what um, it
1: is. One thing is the death bracket. I'd like to talk about that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's. I'm not... I'm really not big on that. I wish I'm not big would... on it
1: either. Uh, in fact, I, it's kind of sours me, not really to the movie, but just as like, I, I just, I feel like it cheapens the characters. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't, it's never been about that with, with alien. And it's kind of funny. We all are thinking it for sure. Who's going to die. Um, right. Yeah. But it was never about who's going to die. It's about who's going to live. You mm-hmm. know? Um, and I feel like the death bracket, and I think they did it for like March Madness. <coughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I just I, again, I just feel like it cheapens it. I just feel like these characters just become expendable, and I, which is kind of funny, a um, little bubble on Tundra there. Um, but, but yeah, it just—I don't know. I, you know, and I, I have my—I certainly have my opinions of who's going to live and who's going to die. Um, but I, I, I hope everyone's going to live, and I know that sounds really naive and dumb, but it's true. I mean, I'm, I, I'm already invested a little bit in these characters.
0: Yeah, right. And it's just yeah, to me, it's just kind of campy and cheesy to do this the death bracket, you know, I don't know. Um, kind of almost like, uh, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, it has those, it's definitely because of March madness or trying to tie it into that. But it just, to me, it just kind of corny. And I don't know, it's just supposed to be a very serious film. Um, and, uh, I mean, if, I think if Deadpool two wanted to do something like
1: that, Oh, <laughs> and, totally. Yeah. You know,
0: that'd be, that'd be funny. I could see Brian Reynolds getting into that, but I just, uh, for this, I don't know. I mean if if people listening are into it, uh, that's fine, but I to me it just seems kinda kinda corny and just not necessary. So um I mean it's not I don't think it's detracting yeah it detract from the film, but um I don't know. I to me, yeah, I kinda into it kinda cheapens it. whatever.
1: Yeah. I mean. And it's I mean what you know, I and I've seen a lot of comments. Even before the death bracket, I saw so many comments of people saying, I wonder who's going to die. Well, no one's going to make it, you know. Um, yeah, so people yeah. are already talking about it, for sure. Um, right. But I think uh, that there's a difference between a casual fan, people like, yeah, I love the Alien movies, and people like us who are like, no, this is our life. Alien is yeah. life. <laughs> um, as much as yeah. Blade Runner is life, you know. I mean, these are characters that I think about um, mm-hmm. uh, on a daily basis. Um, or a weekly basis and things I invest in. And uh, right. so to see it kind of cheap that way, and I'm sure that that's, that's not Fox's intent. Um, and I think they're just trying to engage people really is what they're trying to do. Right. I, I, I can appreciate that just for me. I just, I just was like, ah, oh, this isn't why I watch these movies. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, exactly.
0: Um, but, uh, I am going to bring a death bracket to the premiere with okay, us. So. Okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> <he's> <laughs> <gone>. oh, she's <laughs> gone too.
1: <laughs> yeah. you owe me five dollars <laughs> Start <Darn> it <Yeah. laughs> um, there was Shoot. one other thing maybe oh maybe just a, a, a quick mention there's a, a kickstarter for um, this project called Hideous Plastic and I think it's a, it's a documentary film on uh, this Kenner it's a Kenner alien toy that they made and how it was just kind of everything surrounding this toy I don't know too much about it um, and the tagline is "In stores, everyone can hear you scream." Um, oh yeah! And it's mm-hmm. it's it's investigating one of the world's most unusual children's toys, the 1979 Kenner action figure. Um, mm. So pe- people check it out. I think it's great. It's a worthy cause. I know they're struggling to raise the money that they need. They need about 19,000. They have 45 days left, and they only have about a little over three, which is they have plenty of time to raise it. Um, yeah. So we have a link of that on our page if people want to check that out. Um, Aside from that, I think uh, that's probably a wrap, don't you? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think so. So So thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, By the time that this is up, uh, we'll have our casting call out and uh, our GoFundMe link in that casting call. And uh, we look forward to, fingers crossed, uh, doing this project.
0: Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot, everyone.
1: Captain Dallas, I dead. Cargo and ship destroyed. I should reach the frontier in about six weeks. With a little luck, the network will pick me up. This is Ripley, last survivor of the Nostroma, signing off.